What it do, Tech File fam? We are here for another week of Technical Files. So without further ado, let's just get right on into it. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ask Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. Want to give you the professional voice today. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how professional you can be telling somebody to give it to you. <laughs> Make sure you give it to me. <laughs> please try to give it to me. May I have it, please? May I have it, please? Just a taste. Just a change. See, you don't you don't ruin it again. <laughs> too far. You went too far. <laughs> Sexual harassment. Scene. Shut up, please. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. Kay Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. Is not here this week, so make sure y'all keep him up in prayer. Just keep some good vibes this way. And uh, see, Dwayne be on it. He must have that noty bell set. He's already in the comments. <laughs> and in regards to the intro here with Tim, he said that's an HR case. So, yeah, professionalism out the Immediately. Door. Can you put it on the table for me, please? But, no, you can't. <laughs> Maybe. But no, y'all, uh, let's see here. As mentioned with Dwayne being here in the comments already, make sure if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube page, you can catch the show live there every Tuesday around 630, 645-ish, so-and-so and so-and-so. That's why hitting that noti bell is so important so that you get notified. When we are live, you can be part of the show, join in, be in the comments. Dwayne says that he's going to R-E-L-A-X. And it seems like he's not relaxing because I know that's a that's a Vikings uh, Packers dig right there. I, I see what's happening. I'm picking up what you're putting down. But I'm going to rise above that. Like Michelle Obama told me, I'm going I'm to go high when you go. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go low, too, at some point during the show. But right now in the intro, make sure that y'all – Subscribe to our YouTube page and check out the show live every Tuesday. For sure. Sport fact this, of the week. Is this the second time in the last 15 years that he's been able to do this? I'm going to let him cook. Probably. Because I remember it was a year, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. They made a little playoff run after all the heartbreaks. Yeah, the I forget how they See, I'm just talking about like his hating on the Packers. Like I'm not even talking about the Vikings. Like if we want to get into the Vikings, then we can really, <laughs> we can really go there. But you know, I'm gonna let him cook. It's been uh, they deserve some slander. <laughs> all right, if the Vikings lose to the Giants this week, all I'm gonna say is I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't gonna say that, but I mean, hey, I wouldn't. If they keep it within two touchdowns, I'll be uh, I'll be uh, impressed. I'd be surprised if Saquon don't like they they gotta stop the they gotta stop the run. They gotta stop. We, we, we gonna get there. Let's not let's not bury the lead here. Do we have a sport fact of the week? We do. I told Tim to name me a random sport. Uh, he chose rugby. See, so we're gonna learn a little bit about rugby today. Rugby is officially called Rugby Union. 
Uh, it is vividly described as a hooligans game played by gentlemen, so it sounds right up Tim's alley. Um, <laughs> rugby union is one of the most physically punishing of all ball sports, play under a rigorous rule code, wearing minimal protection. Pause. Uh, two teams of 15 players clash to win to win position. Let me start that over. Wearing minimal protection. <laughs> <laughs> sound right coming up. Cheer me up. Wearing minimal protection, two teams of 15 players clash to win possession of the oval ball, then advance it towards the opponent's try line. After two halves of 40 minutes each, the winner is the team that has amassed more points by scoring tries, um, grounding the ball in the opposition's end goal area, or by kicking conversions, penalty kicks, and drop goals between the uprights and above the crossbar of the opponent's goal post. The fast pace and great physicality of the game can make it a highly dramatic spectacle. So, that's rugby. Football stole a lot. How are they going to take one sport's rules and it took another sport's name <laughs> and combine the two and said, this is what we do over here? Bonus sports fact of the week, given my very limited knowledge of soccer, rugby, and uh American football. It's all born out of the same game. They just kind of devolved in different directions over time. So it's all it all goes back to the same sport originally. Hmm. I don't know if y'all have seen or watched uh, the Best Man Final Chapters yet. Mm-hmm. But you. one of my favorite parts is Lance, aka Morris Chestnut's character, who in this world of the Best Man is a retired. <laughs> Uh, NFL running back and he gets to this resort and he's talking about football and he's like, yeah, it's number one sport in the world. And the woman checking him in is like, sure. That's why we have the world cup, but anywho. Uh, <laughs> and it's just a reminder again, when I think about like how you're mentioning rugby and think about American football, uh, it really is just like Amer- it's American football. Like it's huge here. Like it's going to be top of the ratings of everything on TV here in America. But like, we got it's, NFL Europe, bro. Like that, that thing, thing mm, mm. did not, did not pan out. <laughs> we, yeah, I, think the, <laughs> I think of the top twenty shows on television. Period. Last year, sixteen were American football games. Yep, mm. NFL games to be specific. I think like two of the top fifty or one hundred were college games. Like, it, like yeah. it's football is dominant here in America. American football is dominant in America, but anywho. Game that needs name. Doing that this week? I'm I'm always I'm down to win. You know what? I'm game for some geography joints, bro. Oh, geography, Eric. What you what's your cup of tea this week? <sighs> do y'all want to do cities or countries? I feel like I can get further on cities than countries. Ditto. So right, just cities all over. Let's do Amer- let's about America. Let's, let's do America. American cities. American cities. Okay. We can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you under the gun, bro. You forget all of them. My, wife, my mind is just like, no. <laughs> um, for those who are unfamiliar, the game that needs a name is a rapid fire game that we normally do to start the show off. Uh, we pick a topic, as you just heard, it's American Cities this week, and we go around in tech order or some order. This week will be tech. Uh, and we try to name off relevant topics to the subject and the last person standing remain last person standing when I was whatever remains in there for some reason, but 
Last person standing wins. It has to be rapid fire, though. So we'll go Tim, Eric, myself, and keep going around in that circle that way there. Yeah, so, so each of us gets about five seconds, and you can't repeat anything. Yep. But there – okay. I'll say it. I'll, that'll be the first one, then I'll say it. We'll be done with it. Go ahead, sir. Albany. You said Albany? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Seattle. Milwaukee. Chicago. Tacoma. Racine. Denver. Portland. Miami. Springfield. Salem. Tampa. Orlando. <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> Dallas. New Jersey. Oakland. Arlington. Brooklyn. Uh, San Jose. Queens of City? Or is that the borough? It's part of New York. It's a borough. <laughs> All right, I'm out. That's cool. <laughs> St. Louis. Uh, Fresno. Chattanooga. Los Angeles. Ashwaubenon. <laughs> that's not Ashwaubenon. a city. That's a city. Oh, my No, Ashwaubenon is a city. It's a city, bro. It might be like a village, but it's a It's, it's a block, but it's a city. <laughs> uh, I think I said Anaheim. Austin. Uh, San Diego, Waco, Phoenix, Los Angeles. Are y'all? Someone said LA, didn't they? I did. You said, ah, oh, you got it. <laughs> y'all was going down the whole West Coast. I was going oh, to speed up. <laughs> I, know, I was just jumping around. I should have tried to do a more like uniform yeah. approach to it, but yeah. Congrats, hey. mm-hmm. He called his victory. He called his shot. Anyone. I mean, y'all did go on my wheel. Actually, like, it's funny you say that. So, like, I've been playing this game. It's, uh, what is it, cityquiz.io, and it's just, like, naming cities. So you can choose, like, the U.S., North America, Europe, the world. Like, it, and when they say cities, like, it's every city. So, like, I was naming for forever and got up to, like, 300 some, and I still only had, like, 25% of the U.S. population. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you just think about the amount of cities in, in California. Yeah, in Texas, like, he's like, "What the fuck?" I just started naming stuff like around, like it got down to like Fox Point and Mequon, <laughs> like it's like that. Those little ass cities like counted. So again, like you can imagine how many. Um, and then I turned on like so like, you can choose it by like state, or you can do it like any city name, but they only do it like one time, or you can do it any city as many times. So I did it on as many times. And like you'll see how many different places are called like Madison or Jackson or you know like damn near every state has a Jackson. <laughs> like, like yeah, exactly. Like when Tim said Springfield, I was gonna be like Springfield because there's like eighteen <laughs> different Springfield. So just name Springfield twenty times. All right. And it's another Milwaukee too. Where's the other Milwaukee at again? Uh, Oregon. Is it Oregon? I thought it was. Oh, so yeah. And then yeah. there's like a Milwaukee right at the end, and I think that's in North Carolina. Is it North Carolina? I believe so. Oh, there's a Milwaukee and Oregon, but they don't spell it with two E's. They spell it I K I E. Okay, then I had it mixed up. Yeah. K I E. That's Oregon and I think North Carolina is other one. Okay, cool. All right. Let's get into the topics of the week now, shall we? I do want to start just by giving a shout out to our pick and pull winner for the season. Uh I can. I never been able to pronounce his name. I'm assuming it's he. If it's not, my bad. Their name. I'm assuming it's Ertle. T. Ertle. 
was the was the winner of the of the pick'em pool this season. Shout out to you. Please get in contact with us. We can get your grand prize. Swag. Yeah, we can get that to you. It's going to be some free uh, tech file gear on us. So make sure you hit us up so that we can arrange that for you. He was 179 and 90 on the season. Yeah. It was, it's impressive. Dang, I, I, I finished 30, uh, 30 games above 500, which given the way I started. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> I finished Third in the league. I just I wanted the top five finish. I got third. So I'm happy about that. Oh Lord. So let me just pause y'all to say on this podcast here, mm. on my personal Twitter account, I have alerts set up whenever the T, the E, <laughs> or the K tweets. So I see it immediately. I'm like, oh, okay. They tweeted something. Yeah, for the most part. I happened to be on my phone pulling up the agenda, the, the rundown for this week. And the first thing I see is Tim's tweet. <laughs> this man, I thought this man was over there enjoying a wholesome beverage. He is not. It is a wholesome beverage. No, <laughs> you over here drinking, drinking. <laughs> smooth, smooth beverage. <laughs> hey, so if drunk Tim come out in this episode, I'm going to just say right now, that's because this, this man's over here mixing crown and cider. So. It's good, bro. It's like a little candy apple and shit. I like it. You're going to drink it too fast, then. I, I already see how this is going. It's almost it. gone already, bro. See? <laughs> this is a fair warning to all those who are listening. <laughs> I might get excited during this, this Packer conversation. We'll see. Not much to get excited about. But nonetheless, again, shout out to T. Ertle. Make sure you hit us up to claim your pick and pull prize. And. As we alluded to, the season is over. The NFL regular season has come to a close. He is drinking salted, was it salted caramel crown? Yeah, salted caramel crown. You, you remember Dwayne? That's when you was in the studio. First yeah, time Dwayne was in the, the comments said, which crown though? That was the Thanksgiving episode. First time we had it. Oh, when we had, when we used to have audiences for holiday episodes. Mm-hmm. And he had, we had went to the store because uh, it was a limited time. And Dwayne had bought, uh, brought one in for the show. Fucking it up. We was drunk as shit. <laughs> so that thing's gonna be so fun. Boy, I tell you, they were something else. Anywho, the audience. Anywho, <laughs> we ain't anywho. Boy, you incriminating yourself. Right. Before we talk about the playoffs and the teams that have made it and talk about matchups and all that good stuff, let's talk about some losers. Okay. The ultimate losers fired their head coaches and now they're in the coaching search. We got the Cardinals. They fired Cliff Kingsbury, which he kind of had to go though. I mean, I get it. Four seasons, 30, 28, 37, and one regular season mm-hmm. record. Hadn't won a postseason game. Own one. They only made it there once, which was last year. And then they got smoked. One so, offensive genius he was supposed to be. Exactly. Kyler Murray telling him to calm the F down on the sidelines. Things just seemed to fall apart. I mean, he was a middling college coach when they hired him. Like, <laughs> This isn't a surprising outcome. Facts. Facts. So he got nice house. He was supposed to be an office. He was supposed to be an offensive guru. You know, Cliff Kingsbury coming with the creative joints and shit. It didn't pan out that way. His quarterback and him don't seem to have a great relationship. Dude, they didn't motherfuckers did not get along. He's gone. And then the GM, uh Steve Kime, he also resigned. For the Cardinals, the Texans, they done fired Lovey Smith. They have like, oh wait, real quick, one, 
uh, for the Cardinals, they said that they're going to let Kyler have input on the next coach. I mean, he's the quarterback. He makes. He didn't have none on Cliff. Didn't have what? He didn't have any input really about Cliff. Well, no, him and Cliff. Okay, how long has Kyler Murray been in the league? I think they came in the same year. I was gonna say, like Cliff, either came same year or he predated him. Yeah, I, feel like, I think they came the same. Kyler year. just got his uh, extension, his first extension. So I think they, I think they were the same time. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I don't. Uh, this is me just pulling it from my ass, but like connecting the dots, like Lincoln Riley, like it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a look, and especially mm-hmm. him being Kyler's college coach, like if he has input. He's probably the hottest coaching name that there is between the college and pro game. So, well, ex- excluding Sean Payton. <laughs> like yeah, I would say. Jim Harbaugh, too. Harbaugh, yeah. And it sounds like the 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 block is hot for him in Michigan, so he may need to be getting, getting gone before <laughs> some sanctions hit. Uh, so, yeah, I think those three are the top three. And, like, to your point about, like, an offensive guru, like, you know, innovative offense, like, that is definitely – uh, Lincoln Riley, at least to the college level, and he's actually had success at the college level <laughs> as opposed oh, to like Cliff. Cliff. I mean, see, we seen USC; they had the uh, they got the Heisman winner over there. He was cooking. Yeah, and I don't even think he's draft eligible yet. So not not this year, next year. That's the same when I saw that uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. I was like, oh, he's gonna be cold, and I was like, oh, he got another year. <laughs> oh, but uh, the Texans they fired Lovey Smith. Oh. Which one you knew that like to the GM of the Texans, you knew that team was bad when y'all mm-hmm. traded Deshaun Watson away. Like you knew it was about to be a rebuild. Why would you hire a coach just to have him for us? Unless there's something going on behind the scenes that's like drastically wrong. Like you gotta give guys time to try to build a program. And one thing I'll say about the Texans, as bad as they were, as the season progressed, you saw them playing a little bit better. They were in games a little bit more. They were competitive, and then they won their last game, which congrats, Bears. Like, love you three all a, a prize on the way out the door. I, I thought about that. I was like, this motherfucker still gifting Chicago, bro. It's the best thing Chicago had. Love you, <laughs> The Broncos, they fired Nathaniel Hackett, as we know, on December 22nd, or December 26th. Dang, day after Christmas. The Colts, as we know, fire Frank Wright. Jeff Saturday went 1-7 and seven as their interim coach. And Jeff Saturday said, I want the job. Please consider me. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Like, this is fun. This is fun, you know, because you coached. Now you have it on your resume. If you Now you usually when head coaches get fired, if they don't get another head coaching gig, they become a coordinator and pick up some games. So why don't you just go ahead and... Because he's who their owner is, man. Oh, yeah. He probably has a shot. shot. Yeah, he got I'm sure he has a shot, bro. He got the job in the first day. <laughs> <laughs> Where like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sure he has one hell of a shot at getting that job again. Because his, his boy, hey, yo, I learned from my mistakes, bro. I That's what he was a- saying. That's what he was saying. He's, I've grown so much. I have an off season. These ain't my guys. I, was gonna say, yeah, I don't know. He has the opportunity to now like actually build a coaching staff, which you have during the year. He has friends because he's that type of player, and apparently he's that type of colleague and stuff. Like that. So he has friends that maybe he can pull to his coaching staff, or maybe some pull a friend of a friend can call somebody. You know how that shit shoot. Goes. I mean, he got the job because he's a friend of a like the friend of the franchise. <laughs> that's a real. That's a that's a, hey, bro. You got a job? Hell yeah! Go ahead, I got you. Can you? Imagine? That's a that's a high level. I'm a friend of the franchise, fam. Yeah, 
You know, I get all the perks. I'm a friend of the franchise. Hell, I want I want to coach it. All right, there you go, bro. <laughs> what a friend. <laughs> what a friend. And then also, as we know, the Panthers fired Matt Rule back in October. So as of the moment, we have the Cardinals, the Texans, the Broncos, the Colts, and the Panthers all looking for new head coaches. Meanwhile, the Browns fired their defensive coordinator, and they're looking at uh, Brian Flores among some other names to fill that position as well. So, I know you might be conflicted. So if Brian ended up over there on the Brown, who? Us? Eric. Eric. I mean, it don't, it don't change the fact that they brought in a rapist and paid him two hundred alleged rapist and paid him two hundred fifty million dollars. So, the the good doesn't wash out bad, and the bad doesn't make up for the good. Or I think I got that backwards, but you get what I'm saying. Picking up what you're putting down now. All right, we got the coaches out the way. <sighs> Playoff preview. Mm, mm, mm. NFC. We got the Eagles on the bye for sure. For sure, they finished the the season. They won their last game. Finish number one seed in the in the conference. And then we are going to have the seven seed and the NFC, the Seattle Seahawks. The <laughs> Seattle Seahawks who got into the playoffs because they won their game and they needed the Packers to lose to the Lions. <laughs> and the Packers lost to the Lions again. <laughs> <laughs> that damn that damn 12, bro. Now we're going to come back, of course, to the Seahawks and the 49ers. Say who's going to win? 49ers. But we have to talk about the Packers because that's our team. The three of us. Ken's not here. We got nobody rolling their eyes at us right now <laughs> or anything like that. We got one hater. And, and we can just ignore Dwayne the audience. So I'm just going to frame it this way. I'm going to ask two questions in particular. One. When you look back at this season, how do you categorize it? Like when you think of this, is it was it a failure? Was it however you want to word it? How do you view this past season that we just had uh, going what eight and nine on the season with Aaron Rodgers the whole year? Let me throw that out there too because we've had some years where it's oh I mean well he broke his collarbone so you know the record no he was there and then two in regards to quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, number 12. Do you want him back next year? So I want those two things answered here. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> I'm to make it quick. Um, chaotic. That's a good word. Um, our quarterback didn't want to come in training camp. Well, until his training camp. Didn't want to really get acclimated with our offense. He wanted to do his own thing, get high over and across seas and shit like that. Talk about his big toe and all of that shit. All like just a bunch of crazy bullshit. Coming in on, on that bullshit. <clears throat> Offense is in disarray. We thinking that our we know our running backs is our best weapons, but he want to air it out every damn game. Then he broke his thumb. Instead of sitting out like Dak Prescott did for just a couple weeks, let that heal up and come back midseason, and we can just go ahead and keep it moving. We should have had at least four or five games of Jordan Love this season. I will say that. We should have seen Jordan Love for four or five games at some point, whether it was Aaron sitting his ass down to let his thumb heal or at the end of the season. One of the two. I only say that because I say that's the only thing that I, I – with all of the chaotic BS that happened this year. No, I don't want 12 back, but I don't think it's likely that we can get rid of with all of the shit he got going on with us financially. But that's up to him. We'll see. Um, but two – 
if the season ended the way I've said it all season, if this the production that we was going to get from 12, we could have seen Jordan Love do the same shit. And then at the end of the season, because we were mathematically in it, we never tried to see Jordan Love. So therefore, because we missed the playoffs, we wasted the last five games of the season where we should have been seeing Jordan Love. That's in retrospect, sure, yes. But even then, at the time, I still wanted to see his ass then anyways. To Dwayne's comment, Dwayne has a comment in the, in the comments here, said Tim's been done with Aaron Rodgers since like week six. Which Hell is- no, like since week two. <laughs> Continue, sir. <laughs> but there is there's things in this organization I felt that we did appease him this year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just I'm gonna throw my conspiracy brother help, uh, hoodie on for this comment. But <clears throat> I feel like hey, go. congratulations, Chelsea. Y'all got it. Y'all hey, can't even y'all, y'all you got, got our it. hoods up for you, Tim. What, what's the conspiracy, but, uh, brother? I feel like there was a backdoor deal between the Packers and Rogers. Whereas, hey. We'll play your ass and let you play. You didn't play hurt all year, broken thumb and all. You done said that you're going to stay until we mathematically eliminate it. Cool. If we get in the playoffs, you got whatever so-and-so say for whatever. But if you don't, we'll make some decisions this way. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility between this. Man, ain't no conspiracy. <laughs> it is to an extent because that's saying that the organization gave that man an or alter or an an ultimatum or a an option. If you do well and get us there, you can continue your reign of you get what you want. But if you don't, this all season comes down to us. Well, to like, and this is going to take us off track a little bit, but like what, what has the organization done or said after the season, like after the failure of Sunday, like to make you think that now they're going to grow a set and do what's best for the organization. No, it's just something I just thought. Like I was thinking about it throughout the weekend since the since the L. I was like, you know, and that's, like I said, so that's, that's really is another thing. That's why it's a conspiracy brother thing. It's fantasy booking. That's like <laughs> <laughs> booking the territory. You trying? I, I still feel like there's there could be something there to that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think that's like there's been there's been things alluded to where, okay, Rogers has more say now. We didn't consult him with this. And we were giving him more say here and there. And he has more control here and there. I feel like there could have been at some point, like, hey, this offseason shit and this shit with you going back and forth, like, all right, we want to try Jordan. No, you want to continue to play fine. But that, let's make a deal. I think you get so. us there, you continue. I think, I it, I think it's clear that they made a deal, but, like, I don't think that it was conditional. Like, I don't think it was right. a – we're going to do what you want unless, you know, you fail. Like, it's just, we're going to do what you want because you, you know, like you've made us think about it the last couple of years and we're kind of beholden to you. And plus we just paid you a ton of money. So like, again, like I, I, I get where you're coming from where like you kind of hope that that's the deal because like we did things his way. It didn't work out. So now, you know, Murphy, Goody and LaFleur, you want them to retake the reins and we really need to grow build- here build the organization how they want to, but like there's been no indication from any party that that's the road that they're going to go down. So to refute that or kind of a little, just thinking about what you were saying. So one, I think everybody knows that of course he had a larger voice in this team based on what the Packers did last year, the year before that. And I guess you can say all the years prior to that as well. This man is a back-to-back MVP. Okay. The Packers are doing what we saw the saints do. 
what we saw Tampa Bay do, what we saw the Rams do in a, in a smaller window, which is we're pushing all of our chips in here because we think we can win a championship with this guy as our quarterback. Pushing all the chips in for the Packers for the last two years, they've been pushing off money. Until this year, 2023, pushing off things on the salary cap. We're going to restructure and restructure and then find a way and then sign in bonus. And we're going to do all this stuff because we believe we can win a championship with this guy as our quarterback. They built the team around Aaron Rodgers to try to succeed and get that championship. What they didn't expect, what none of us expected, was for Aaron Rodgers to not look like Aaron Rodgers. He regressed this season, and that – it completely tanks a lot of the other things that they were trying to do. In addition to the fact that he regressed as a quarterback, we were having some offensive line problems. They solidified for a while, but then against Detroit, we saw them switch cheese again. The defense thought they were going to be a lot better coming out. And over that little win streak we had here, we saw some changes with Joe Barry. Joe Barry was mixing up coverages. He was doing a lot of different things here. And it's like, okay, this is the defense I thought we were going to see from the beginning. And then against Detroit, by the end of the game, one, poorly coached team. I blame Matt LaFleur for that. You can't have guys pushing trainers and, and guys Imagine giving coaching. forearm shivers. and Bunch of motherfuckers. Like, that's on coaching. Like, that's a discipline problem. Like, that's a problem there. Everything just went wrong. Like, the way that they envisioned the season going, it did not go that way. And then because they were technically not mathematically eliminated, they let Aaron keep playing. So we didn't get to see Jordan Love to your point, Tim, which is kind of like as a fan, it was kind of like I was ready to see Jordan after we lost. I think it was to the was the Lions the last L we took before the win streak. That's possible. Whatever game that was, where I was like, we are dead in the water here. I think it was against Detroit. But it was kind of like, okay, I'm ready to see Jordan Love. Like, let's see what we got next. Aaron Rodgers hurt anyways, whatever. Woo, 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 woo. But I'm not going to lie. As a Packers fan, it was fun the last four, not this past week, but the last four getting these wins and kind of like, oh, shoot, what if we actually were able to sneak in there? I think we would have lost to the 49ers. But it was it was like they made the end of the season kind of fun. Like There were things to get excited about when you see Christian Watson's emergence, when you see uh, Nixon as a return guy. When you see Quay, you know Quay Walker is pushing trainers. When you see how he has grown over the season as a football player and two Quays uh, – Defense. defense he gave us oh, very yes. sincere apology I, you don't normally see people just come on and say i was wrong i made a mistake that was stupid shouldn't have done it normally people apologize going i'm sorry if i offended you or if i hurt your feelings and that's not a real apology like he gave a real one i'm gonna give the young man i hope he i hope he succeeds hope he does better but it's like all these different factors there where it's like i get why it all happened the way it happened so it's like you didn't see this coming. And with Aaron Rodgers being who he is, who he, what he's meant to the franchise, like there's certain things that they are just weren't going to do this year, at least with him. And one thing that they have been saying is like, we see Jordan Love every day. We don't need to see him to know what we think we got. Like we know that this guy can start. You got people on the Packers defense who are like, this dude's a better starting quarterback than some guys in the league right now. Like the team knows what they got with Jordan Love. So they're confident. They don't got they he ain't gotta take a snap for them to move on to Jordan Love this upcoming season. They already know. But for me as a fan, I wanted to see it. <laughs> I wanna know. <laughs> I wanted to that see mo- it. I, that Monique Jeff, like I would like to see it. I like to see it. I right. see it but again, I'm not mad that I didn't see it because it was a fun little run here at the end here. And if this is if this is how 12 goes out, at least he had a little well, he, I mean, he had a little something here at the end. <laughs> To give some hope. He did 
did. He did. He tried. He hit him with the bark cake. At least you tried. He did. At least he tried. <laughs> so I'm like, when I think about the season as a, as a whole, because I had been saying earlier, this is the unserious football team. That was the unserious football team. And alas, they were. Like that, we could see it early. We knew things weren't right. And it wasn't just because of one person. It was everybody and everything was off. And when you put everything off together, it was just one big train wreck. And for me personally, y'all know I love 12. That's my boy on the field. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I think it's just time for both parties to move on. If he wants to continue playing, respect to him. Don't you come to the NFC North, but go ahead and do your rope. I don't want another far repeat. Go go ahead and go go to go to Las Vegas and play with Devontae. Go ahead. Right. I guess maybe Chicago will, but I'm like, what any of those teams actually probably yeah, not at this point. I mean they try might. They open yeah, golf was balling. Yeah, golf <laughs> been balling for weeks. I was saying that before. Like, like, the season. Yeah, one thing with golf is I mean, they are dome team and he plays mm-hmm. better in domes because he he was looking a little shaky out there in the cold, but <laughs> Our offense couldn't do anything, so it didn't matter anyway. So that's how I feel about it. I love Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Greatest Packers quarterback I've seen with my own two eyes. Shout out to Bart Starr. Didn't get to watch him play, but we all know how that goes. And uh, I just think it's time for a break here. And it's not me saying, like, oh, I think Jordan Love is going to be this all-star. He's going to be the next Hall of Famer. But I just – it's just time. Like, we might suck for a while after this. I don't know. But it's time to to have that break. You see Lazar uh, leaving? He probably is. He, he, I mean, he just signed a one year deal in the offseason, right? He this is his last year, but he said like he was like, "What? Like, what? What? Uh, what do you think Aaron Rodgers going to end up playing?" Like, I know where I'm gonna be. He like, I don't know, but I know where I'm gonna be at. <laughs> no, he said, "I don't know. I don't even know if I'm gonna be here." So like that's why he's like, "I can't worry about like somebody else. Like I don't know where my future holds." Mm-hmm. Um, to answer your question, I think. Like I get what you're saying, Camille, but I do think that this was probably the worst outcome for the Packers, which is they played Rodgers all year, didn't get a chance to get Jordan Love. Like it's not even about seeing him; it's just about getting Jordan Love like live reps in a game situation. Um, like you didn't get that opportunity, and you didn't make the playoffs. So like it's like you played out. Like it's like in the NBA when it's like the worst place to be is like the first team out of the playoffs because you don't get to get playoffs and you don't get a real shot at like. A game changer is like you don't want to be on that treadmill of mediocrity. Like it's different in NFL, but still, like you want to either have your franchise quarterback or be moving towards your next future, uh, your future franchise quarterback. Um, got him on the like bench. This year, what'd you say? So they got him on the bench. Yeah, so really that's like you're not really working towards it if you're not like meaningfully giving him playing time. Um, and so, like, I think, like, if they had been eliminated from the playoffs, like, it would have made the back half of the season. It's like, okay, well, we can look to the future now and kind of figure out, you know, where we go next. And, again, from a fan standpoint, it's just like, oh, okay, I see it now. Like, we're in good hands. Whereas, like, now it's like, well, if Rodgers is going to come back and be that Rodgers again, like, and we don't know what we have in Jordan Love, like, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what the next couple of years is going to look like. It's just, you know, it's hard to get excited for that. Um, but I do think that certain things bore out down the stretch that do portend well for the future. Um, like, I think when the offensive line is healthy, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you get Zach Tom a little bit 
more weight on them and give coach them up a little bit. Like I think that they have something there. Um, so again, just like continuity against the line, like you at least know that you have the talent there. Like Bakhtiari mm-hmm. still didn't give up a sack. I mean, he was in and out of the lineup, but still didn't give up a sack. Um, yeah. Jenkins got slotted back into his regular position and he went back to being who he was. Like and we just recited all pro. Yeah, that's fine. Like, you know, you have talent at wide receiver, like Watson seems to be like a budding star dives. He showed flashes at least early in the season. I don't know what happened on the back end, but after he got hurt, it just there. didn't seem like he yeah. got it back. There's at least something there. Um, like I know first couple weeks of the season, I'm like, oh, Packers got him one. So like we at least know that the talent is there. And it's just again like seasoning. Like they they just have to progress mm-hmm. um going forward. Like the defense like was underwhelming this year. And I think a lot of that comes back to coaching. Like, I think that they have a bad defensive coordinator. Um, so if they make that move, like, I think that they have more than enough talent to be a good defensive team going forward. So, like, there's – the bones are there. Like, you just kind of got to mold it and, and shape it going forward. So, I, I, you know, like, throughout the season, I'm like, there's no quick fix, which there isn't. But I do right. think, like, give it more time and kind of approach things a little bit more diff- – a little differently um, that this – can still be a contender going into the next couple of years, like whether that's Rogers returning to form or, you know, switching it up and going in a different direction. Um, like y'all know how I feel about 12. So <laughs> like, uh, and that's, uh, it's actually a good place, like emotionally to be like, as a fan where it's like, you know, if they lose, well, 12 lost. Like I'm not hurt. But if they win, like, great. I don't have to celebrate Aaron Rodgers, but I can celebrate the team doing well. So that's what I meant. Like, it seems like it'll be expensive for him like to break up. It'll be, uh, yeah. It'll, it's going to be expensive, period. If he stay, yeah. if he go, if he get traded, if he get cut. It's, I think they said it's like 49, 50 million in dead money. Yeah, but, I mean, they're going to have to rip the band-aid off at some point. So Because right. again, they kept pushing it down the line. Like, you got to pay up. That's where the Saints are right now. And if you look yeah. at the Saints team, it's like, this is part of why they've been playing the way they have because they kept kicking that can down the line when they had uh breeze. And it's like, mm-hmm. we were trying to get you one more chip. They didn't get it. And now they're just kind of in disarray until their books clean back up. That's how the Packers are going to be. But luckily, I think it's only um, one year for him though. Huh? I feel like it's only one year for Rogers. Cause he had those voided years at the end of it. It was only a three year deal. So I, th- I know, I think it's two. He'd be on the hook for, I'm going to, I'm going to look in the background, but I think it's two. Yeah. They'll be on the hook for and dead space, but but then it's all those other contracts that they restructured years That's ago. Well. So, like that bill comes due. <laughs> and this team is going to look different. I'm not sure if Aaron Jones is back next it's year. Like, I know he wants to be, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Like if this again, and it's thinking about how the team could be. Like if you move quarterbacks, I also feel like you have a bit more leeway to run an offense that's not as quarterback centric. Um, you can you can be a more run dominant team, or you can switch things up. One last thing before I, I one thing that did piss me off, Matt Lafleur, please stop running jet sweeps with Alan Lazard and other slope. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Why are we running jet sweeps on fourth and one when you got AJ Dillon? You can just run up. Like, what? Why? Why? Oh, shout out to the Lions for that uh, hook and ladder. That's one of my favorite plays. Absolutely, the one Lions of my favorite play. plays of all time. They got they got a coach. They got them ready to go. I'm looking forward to seeing what Detroit does next season. I'm looking forward to seeing what Chicago does in the offseason. 
Like the NFC North is going to be really interesting. Oh, since they didn't make the playoffs, are Packers eligible for a uh, hard knocks? I think so. Interesting. Hmm. That would be interesting. That'd be mad interesting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? 12 can come back next year if we don't hard knocks. <laughs> I got to see all that background shit. Oh, no. It's the last two seasons. So you made the playoffs in the last two seasons. Oh, never mind. Don't bring them cameras here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other Packer thoughts before we move on from their from their 2022-23 grave? Oh, uh, shit. At least you tried. Because I didn't even think you would be here, to be fair. So... Dwayne, if the Packers are on the table, they they go into the North twice in a row. Like it, it, it wouldn't right, matter because they've wanted to get the Packers on hard knocks. But mm-hmm. one, Mike McCarthy they was never it. interested when he was head coach here, and then two, they had always been winning. So it was like we we exempt anyway. So Jerry Jones is like Nick, you going hard knocks? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some teams that's actually been winning some stuff here. Let's talk about the playoffs. Playoffs. Again, as I mentioned, when we got here, Seahawks, they got that seven seed in the NFC North. Shout out to Geno Smith. He set the Seahawks see single season passing yards record this Damn. year. Yeah, he, he took that from Russ. He said, Russ been there all in years. <laughs> Geno came and took them out. They erasing that shit. Get Russ out of here. Fuck he all said, that shit. He said, give me that too. And shout out to Jamal Williams. He expects 17 games. He passed Barry Sanders' uh, touch, rushing touchdown record as well. And also, I just love Jamal Williams. Shout out to Jamal Williams. I loved his post game interview too, even though it was against my promo against our team. But I was like, they deserve that. They deserve that. They deserve I had that. everything. I had tears. It had shit talking. <laughs> it had a random dap in the middle of it. Like <laughs> it was an emotional roller coaster. I asked him some innocuous question, and then he's like, "Yeah, my granddaddy died." I'm like, "Whoa!" I was like. Oh my! Watching me, yeah. I did that for him. Wait, hey, fuck all that bullshit. Y'all was out here talking. <laughs> was like my guy, my guy. Yeah, y'all thought y'all was gonna win. They was, we was gonna be an easy win. Fuck all that. I'm like, damn, bro. Hey, you got it. You got it. I, lo- I love tears how- you. I love how athletes are always like, I don't listen to what the media say. I don't even be watching TV, but they know exactly what everybody been saying. They know exactly what the conversation is. Like, everybody. Okay. No, yeah, Jamal Williams is good. For us to be put away by Jamal Williams, in essence, because he had two, but he was running hard as shit that game. I mean, he didn't get that many yards. He had the touchdowns, but he didn't have many yards. He had two of them. I said he didn't didn't have that many yards. He had the touchdowns, but he didn't have that many yards as well. He he picked up the key first downs, and that's why he was running hard as shit. But I always felt like he would be a good running back anywhere he went. I was sad that he left. I was sad that we drafted Dylan. We all were. I mean, we, we like Dylan, but it was like a... I fucked with Jamal, bro. Eric Packer fans love Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. Packer fans still, still love Jamal Williams. He even said, like, Packer fans being his tweets, everything, just like, man, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to turn that off this week. <laughs> right. It's, and it's just, it's he's a good, like, he's someone you like to cheer for. Mm-hmm. Like, that man had the, the Naruto and the, mm-hmm. like, he's just, he's a good dude. All right. Seahawks and 49ers, who y'all got? That's the first game of wild card weekend. This is also why, like, I'm like, yeah, the Packers, even if they won on Sunday, it only extend their season by a week. Like, really, really, I don't know if it would have made much of a difference because I think whoever 
got that seven seed is getting curbs on by the 49ers. So I agree. Their defense just came alive. They team came alive. Brock Purdy ain't man, bro came in like he'd been running the ship the whole time. Well, I mean, think about what they require of their quarterback in that offense because they've been running through Alex Smith. Like, it's a very – you don't have to get out of your, your pocket too much. Like, it's very, like, make the right play. Damn, when he asks you to air it out, just run the ball. <laughs> get, get, make your passes when you got them. The thing is, he, he has a very creative offense because your wide receivers are running backs and your running backs are wide receivers, but then your quarterback is doing a handoff to your wide receiver who happened to be the quarterback. <laughs> and he tossing it over to the re- – like, and motherfuckers just be wide open all game. Like, that's why one of the things when they picked up uh, McCaffrey, they was excited because they were like, let's see what McCaffrey does in the Shanahan offense. It was like, he's so creative with a lot of his running. And he's just been – You've been McCaffrey, but damn, bro. <laughs> to your point, Tim, that's part of why I was so excited to see what Trey Lance will look like in the system. Like, how are you going to incorporate a guy with this skill set into what y'all do? Like, I know it's about to be crazy, but yeah, 49ers. I think you picking 49ers too, Tim, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I also really, why. I didn't want to want to pick Seattle. Maybe it's Geno. But yeah, I don't. I trust the 49ers defense over Seattle's. I feel it. And that's also why last week on the show, I'm not letting the Packers get my hopes up. If they win against Detroit and then they win their first playoff game, I was like, then, then I'll let them Charlie Brown me with that football again. But no. It feels good to not be heartbroken after a Packers. Uh, yeah. I, I thought you was in a good place. <laughs> Emotionally, I'm in a good place. Yeah. Okay. We have the Giants and the Vikings. Mm. I mean, I still don't believe in the Giants, but I don't believe in the Vikings even more. So I have not believed in the Vikings all season. And I'm not trying to – this is this is the truth. You've been here, Dwayne. I have not believed in the Vikings all season because I don't trust their defense, especially their run defense. Shit, they ain't got no secondary. Like that's the, that's the problem with the Giants. Like they ain't got no secondary. Justin Jefferson is about to eat. True, but the Giants don't have a bad. They, they, they got they got pass rushers. They got a good. Actually, they secondary. I think was top was tops in the league. It was just that secondary was hurt. They were hurt most of the season. So it'll be it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens. Daniel Jones. Well, shit. Who do you trust more, Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones? Right. <laughs> right. Minnesota's at home. They in the dome. The only my my thing well, is you, I don't know how they're gonna stop Saquon. I was gonna say you know it's only gonna be one or two uh, outcomes. Either it's gonna be the Vikings eke one out or the Giants one out. So <laughs> what's more likely? Dwayne said if we blitz more than twenty three percent, we win. If they sit back, it's over. But they run it. They quarterback runs just as well, bro. Like. Daniel be moving. Danny Dimes do be. <laughs> he go. He will take off so, at the first sign of trouble. It's like y'all have a hard time stopping the run because you can't focus on – y'all don't have the secondary to focus on trying to contain it to the run. And then they have decent enough wide receivers to where if, if it ain't Barkley, it could be Danny. And the RPO is going to light y'all – I don't want to go to the Giants. I'm I'm, I'm not mad at you if you do pick. I'm going to go Minnesota this week. Um, I'm just thinking a roster. Like, the the Vikings should win this game. 
They should. They beat them earlier in the season. The Giants had more injuries at that time, and they will on is it Sunday. I think they play on Sunday. Yeah. Hey, so, like, coming to the zone too for a third receiver. The Giants are they're well coached team. They, I mean, I'm I'm going Minnesota here, but um, I will not be mad if I'm wrong. Only Osborne's been coming to the zone, so they got four weapons at at, at uh, wide out or tight end. They got Hawkinson, Thielen, Jefferson, and Osborne. That's not bad. We'll cook at running back. So they Minnesota got the weapons. They ain't had no run game this season for some, I don't know what's going on. Like they they need more linemen. And they also don't have a great defense. So like it's it's a it's an interesting matchup between the two. And yeah, I think I think I'll go Minnesota too. Um like I, I know that the heartbreak is coming for Minnesota. <laughs> it's, it's, point. it's a question of like which which week is it gonna be? And like you said, they're on I don't think this Giants team is necessarily good. Like, I think they're well coached, but I don't think that they're talented. Um, and they have obviously some some major holes, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So, <clears throat> I think Minnesota will eke out <laughs> this week, and then if they have to go play San Francisco next week, like I think that might be a bloodbath. Yeah. Okay. And then we have Cowboys and Buccaneers. They are the only game <laughs> on Monday. That's gonna be again. It's a toss up. Man, if the Cowboys lose, fam. That that's gonna pick seven games straight. I understand. He's been playing like shit. Seven Tom, games straight. Tom Brady ain't been great either, though. <laughs> Tom ain't, but Tom been slowly playing a little bit better than he was seven games ago. That ain't looking no better per game. At per game, he's looked more and more like he finna have the Cowboys out here doing what they always do. <laughs> Every game. I'm like this- that's why I put the lean meme out earlier in the year. Go ahead and say, say the line. What the Simpsons say? Say the line. We didn't this our year. Ha, 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 ha. Like, I don't give a shit if we in the playoffs or not. Y'all motherfuckers wasn't winning the shit for a show for a show. Listen, listen. I'm going to pick the Cowboys here mm. because it's the better team. Now, I don't feel great about it. Because the Cowboys can Cowboy, just as the Vikings can Viking. Like these are two, both of those teams are ones like, I don't trust y'all. I know what you should do, but y'all don't do what y'all should do most of the time. This feels like one of those games where, like, it'll be like in retrospect, it's like, damn, why did I pick the Cowboy, <laughs> the Mike McCarthy coached Cowboys to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs? Like, it, it, I can easily see us coming back and saying that next week. But to Camille's point, it's like the Cowboys on paper, are a better team, mm-hmm. and they've been a better team the entire season, even when they had to pack a quarterback in. So, Their defense has been kind of shitty lately, too. Like, mm, they've been giving up 17-point leads <laughs> I think multiple so. times towards the end of the year. Like, that's not a good sign. You got smacked by Washington in the last game of the season when if you just win, you could have at least made the Eagles try harder. But y'all, shit, the Eagles, they look over there like, oh, shit, we, we barely even got to try this motherfucker. We only up 10, but we still barely going to roll through this motherfucker. Let me throw this at you, too. Tom Brady is undefeated against the Cowboys. That's why they hate him. That's why they hate him. Yeah, and it's Tom in the playoffs. Hell no, the Cowboys. Say, I, feel like, I feel like it's overthinking it to go with the Cowboys. Because again, like I said, they like, ain't got no chance, bro. They easily come back next week and be like, "Yeah, Tom Brady beat the Cowboys." 
Cowboys in the playoffs like that. But like, again, again, <laughs> like they they had this hell of a year. So they're here walling, and they go do what they do. So that being said, are y'all both going Buccaneers? Hell yeah! I don't even fuck with time like that, but I'm taking them. <laughs> yeah, but you don't fuck with the Cowboys like more than anything else. So like, like, we'll trust the Cowboys in the playoffs. No, Ooh. we're just you saying that like I'm picking Tom because I don't, fans don't trust them in the playoffs. They just, I'm just in. What we're saying is like you gonna pick against the Cowboys every week, regardless of who they opponent. They could be playing the Texans this week. You'd be like, you I know what? The, the times I picked them, I lost. It's the Cowboys in the playoffs. It's <laughs> maximum embarrassment. Like you always rooting for that, right? Fuck them. I'm so sick See? of that shit. Like you, you, we can't get a biased uh, analysis of Cowboys out of you. No, nah, I give you the truth, and I'm, it's still fuck them. It's, it's your truth. <laughs> no, it's the truth. It's still fuck them. I. I said they had a good team all year, but they was gonna suck like they always do. I don't think I heard you call them a good team one I time. I picked them twice year. this year, and both times I picked them. I said I don't understand why I did that. Y'all said you, you don't fuck. Wait, 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 wait. You picked them twice out of eighteen weeks, and that's supposed to mean that. Hell yeah, because I truly didn't before this season, and then I did. I got burned twice. Shame on me. Got damn shame on me. Picked them twice. The hate is strong. All right, E, you going Cowboys or you going uh, Buccaneers? I'll, I'll go Cowboy. All right. AFC. AFC, we got the Chiefs. They got the number one seat. They are on a bye. If by some happenstance, the Bills and the Chiefs end up playing each other in the AFC championship game a couple weeks from now, that game will be played at a neutral site, given the fact that the Bills uh, only played 16 games this season instead of 17. Uh, with everything that happened in or in the game against uh, Cincinnati, and shout out to uh, Demar as well because he's back back in Buffalo. He was able to leave the hospital and everything, so that's cool to hear as well. I think he's in a hospital in Buffalo, but he at least was able to leave the Cincinnati hospital, hospital which is progress. Um, yeah, I know. So I guess like with Cincinnati winning last week, like whatever they were upset about, like it. Like their penalty, like didn't come to fruition, right? Because they might have had to do a coin flip uh, okay. against the Ravens about which team gets home field. So they were kind of like, "That's that's not fair." Which was funny. They had a coin flip celebration in the end zone. Um, <laughs> I think Ocho Single suggested it, and they actually did it. That was kind of funny to see. Then they kicked it. <laughs> it's it's kind of messed up because like they did the right thing about like you know not continuing to play the game when their like their dude died in the field. So. Like for them to then be penalized in a way, like that is kind of messed up. Like I got where they were coming from. Yeah, it was no perfect solution to something like like no. you don't plan for something like that to happen. So they tried to make the best out of what what they could. Uh, but the AFC matchups this weekend for Wild Card Weekend, you got the Chargers and the Jaguars. And of all the games, this one is the biggest toss up to me. Where I'm like, I I honestly don't know. Like well, yeah, I know. It, it, it's, a, it, it's a mid off. Jacksonville, we hot as shit. I got, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. If my brother, my brother, I watched that Titans game. Nothing about Jacksonville is hot. <laughs> like, it's based on that game. Hey, listen. Like, they don't want some games. They are winning games. Was it six or seven in a row? Right. But we're saying like, the way they're winning, like, they're not out here <laughs> looking like the Bills and the Chiefs, where it's like, man, they out here, like, really hot. Like, they they going in the playoffs. They were. They were. Like, they were. They were. They had games where they smoked cats, and they had games where they had to come back and win. Fucking Cowboys. 
and go ahead and get that dub and shit like that. But they've shown different ways that they've won on top of putting up yards through Trevor, through the air with Trevor Lawrence or on the ground with ETN. That Titans game was a difficult matchup. It's a division foe, and they're good against the run, so they only could pass. Okay, but I can't allow you to just shit on the Cowboys for like five minutes and then prop that up as a good win for the Jaguars. It was. They 12 and 5. Y'all said it. You can't you do can't that. Have it both ways, bro. What, you can't no, I, I, no, no, no. I did pick a side. I said, I've always told the truth. Well, I said they were good when they were good. They were a good team, but fuck them. They were going to do what the Cowboys always do. No matter how good their season was going to be, at the end of the day, they were going to do what the Cowboys are going to do. You could run the tape back. I just said it. The exact same thing. I've always given the throughout the season. I said they're a good team. They probably go get this dub. They'll probably get this dub. Whatever case may be. But you only picked them. But twice. you just say you only this. We can go ahead and find some film. We can go ahead and find some tape, bro. I gave you like, like, the line is like, 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 the 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 like, like they garbage, and then like you're like, oh, but this team beat them, so they good. Like I start off with the truth, but it's always a fuck. <laughs> The right. Cowboys were a good team throughout the year, but then they started looking like shit towards. I don't the think end. he even hears out of his mouth sometimes. You, you got a boss. That's okay. Y'all run it back. Y'all listen to it. Send, shoot me a text when y'all hear it. You can listen. You got ears. <laughs> no, you have to confirm to me that you heard what I said. Why would I have to confirm it to you? You got a boss. <laughs> <laughs> so you're picking the Jaguars then. I said that a long time ago. You know I am. Come on now. Come on now. What are we doing? Eric, who are you picking in this mid-off? Sleep. That's what I'm going to be doing during this game. Uh, I, see, I just want to pick against Tim now just because of like the last 10 minutes I guess, but I do think Jacksonville, sure. I just like The Chargers are like the, the Vikings of the, in the, of the AFC where it's just like Every year, it's just something like they have all the talent in the world, but it's just something in the stew that don't congeal correctly. Injuries. They, they every year we go into it, it's like, oh, man, Chargers look loaded. And then every year it's like, eh, 97. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if Mike Williams is going to play in this game because they had him in the game this past week. That didn't mean anything. They already had the fifth spot locked up. They had their starters in for quite some time, and Mike Williams hurt his back. So I am not sure if he is playing in this game. And even if he does, we know he's not. Let me stop there. No one's 100% in the NFL right now. That's just the way it is. But Mike Williams is hurt hurt right now. So even if he does suit up, it's like, man, he is putting in a Herculean effort right now to try to get out there and help his team. Uh, they're in Jacksonville. It can be kind of hard to play. It's supposed to be like super cold too that night, like thirty five degrees. Mm. Mm. I don't know, man. Flip a coin. Give me, give me the home team. I'm gonna just go Jacksonville on this one. I, I can't really call it. Dolphins and Bills. Bills. I got the Bills. I want the Bills to really go all the way. Like I, I had them before the season started as my preseason prediction. Like make it all the way. I thought it was going to be against the Packers, though, but but especially with everything that's been happening with Buffalo, like I'm really like on the Buffalo, like come on y'all, like win win it out. So I'm going Buffalo, <laughs> and of course, and also the Dolphins, they just two is still hurt. Well, like these concussions is messing them up. 
And they keep throwing them back out there. Well, he ain't been back out there since that Packer game. Mm-hmm. He'll be back this week, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. Yeah, they said, you know, like, hey, later on this week, you'll find out. <laughs> Two of plays. They still going to lose, but it'll be more entertaining. <laughs> It'll be, I, if Sewell plays it and he's coherent, it's going to be a hell of a game. Well, hopefully they don't let him back on the field unless he is coherent. That's why I said hopefully. I said hopefully. I believe when I see it. Uh, I got bills. I don't really have much analysis to go with that. Just they just they're, they're better. Team. Yeah. Ravens and Bengals. I got the Bengals. If Lamar Lamar ain't there in a playoff situation, I'll take the Bengals. I'll and especially at this point when he hasn't played in what two months or something like that. Like it's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah. Cincinnati. Same. The only concern I have with Cincinnati is their offensive line. I think they have a couple of injuries on their line now. That ain't nothing new to Joe. He's been getting six for a whole while now. <laughs> Since he Good walked point, in and he hit like 52 times, then he had a record. <laughs> Good, point, sir. Good point. Yeah, I'm going with Joe Cool. Also, that man said one of the most player things I ever heard before in a postgame interview. They asked him how long they think the, the Bengals like, window is going to be open. And he said, when, it's, it's my career. The window is open as long as I'm here. I said, <laughs> the confidence. I love it. I love it. That's fair. All right. Let's talk some basketball. Let's do our NBA check-in. Our three things this week. Tim, what's been on your mind over the past week of this NBA season? Um, we st- Granted, we, we've been talking about the parity in the league and how everything has been close and everybody's within a game of one another and stuff like that. But we finally starting to get a little bit of separation now. Now they're starting to, amongst the top seeds in each conference, especially one and two, you're starting to see – a gap in the games between one and like six. Like there's like a six or seven game gap between in both conferences between those two. We didn't have that within like the last week or so. It's been everybody been like three, three to two to great uh, games now. Now we're starting to actually see who's legit, who's taking off, and who's still kind of middling or going to struggle a little bit. It's starting to kind of shape out a little bit. Denver is legit for sure. Memphis is legit for sure. Boston is legit for sure. Brooklyn has been playing out of their minds. Them top four teams, justifiably so, are starting to slowly creep away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Then you have the rest of the fields, which three through three through five, they're all roughly around the same-ish in both conferences, I feel. I'm not even looking at it, but I, I believe that they're both around the same. I think you should probably pull up the numbers that you, you, you <laughs> talk. It's a little closer than you uh... – then you then might what? think. Then what? The, 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 the Bucks think. are one game in the Nets, and Pelicans and Pelicans are two and a half back of Nuggets in Denver, who are top seed. What's Pelicans at? Two and a half seat. games back. Three seed. No, three seed. Okay. And then uh, what's crazy too in the the conference, like the conference. I'm looking at the standings right now. Like you have, you didn't mention Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's also up here. They're only three games behind. I, I was just talking about. I said the separation from the top two seeds from the rest of the fields, but especially between one and two and six. 
See, like I don't disagree with your overall point, but I think that your like the 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 cutoff point is where like I kind of disagree a yeah. little bit. Like I think that there is separation between like three and four in the West, and then like five and six in the East. Yeah, like I think that th- that's where it's like okay, it's still a little bit bunched up at the top, but like the top is starting to separate a little bit from the bottom, um, or from the middle, I should say. Yeah, it's not it's not the same split in both conferences. No. But I mean, like that's your one thing. Like it's it's your world. We living in it. But I think that I I would agree with your premise, but I disagree with like your your conclusion. And the teams that are bunched up at the bottom here are really in. Like the fact that the Lakers are the 12 seed at 19 and 22, but (laughs) they're only three games behind the five seed. Like it's like what? (laughs) Wait, yeah, they're a game out of eighth. Yeah, like what? <laughs> um, which was like I, I had a bonus point, uh, which was like, is the West just not good? Because again, the Warriors are the sixty, and they're at five hundred, and we know how the Warriors have been this year. Clippers have lost six in a row. The Suns have lost six in a row. The Blazers had a good start; they're now below five hundred. The Jazz had a great start. They're now below 500. To Camille's point, the Lakers, through all the shit that they've had, you know, like to start the season, like they're just a game out of eighth at this point. So it's like, did we overrate the West a little bit from the beginning of the season? Like, I know everybody thought it was going to be like, like the, there's more parity between the two conferences, but I think we still were like, man, it's a big ass group of teams. Anybody can win the West. And now it seems like, okay, well, I really, I think, think I think third. part of that is injuries. Like it, it's mm-hmm. the injuries that we've seen, and, and injuries are part of the game every season. But like the Warriors being without Steph Curry, like it, it sunk them. Although they five hundred, like I don't, I don't know how that exactly happened. What's going on with the Clippers? Like they just, they have, they have just come. I don't like they are, they are not. When Kawhi does play, he, he don't look good. <laughs> like it's. I don't know about the Clippers. Like they, they're on my like. Mm, I think I overrated them at this point in this season. Again, the finals, so I definitely did. <laughs> it's injuries, like for sure. But like, at what point? And I'm talking about the Clippers in particular because it's like Kawhi. We've been talking about Kawhi being hurt since his last season in San Antonio. Like it's it's been a thing for a while now. He got to Toronto. They even like rest management and all this other stuff, trying to keep him healthy to get him through. He leaves Toronto, goes to the Clippers, got hurt again. Like it's, it's just, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to fully see the vision with the Clippers at this point. And but like I think secretly aging too. They're both north of three at this point. So these first couple of years were supposed to be like the yeah these are years where we compete, and then there might be a little bit of pain on the back end. But like they didn't even get the good years because like they couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, but my other point was that uh, the San Antonio Spurs are going for the all-time NBA attendance record this Friday. So they're playing a game against the Warriors on Friday at the Alamo Dome. They're going to have it. I don't know exactly how many they're going to have it seated for, but they are expected to break the record. So we'll check back next week to see what's still coming out. So just how many games they've, they've sold? So pretty much they've sold out every game. Who? Spurs. No, so like the Spurs, 
obviously they play in like a regular arena. I think it's, it was AT and T. I don't know what it is now, but like they play in like a let's say sixteen thousand seat arena or whatever it is. They're playing this one game in a dome. So like domes can obviously sit like for a basketball game upwards of eighty thousand. I'm gonna while Camille does her point, like I'll check to see what the seating is for. Her. The Alamo, is it the Alamo Dome? Yeah. Um, that's interesting. That's why I was like, well, I guess they can still break that uh, NBA record. I was like, the Spurs are bad. Like, who's paying tickets to go see the Spurs now? But I guess spectacle games. Yep. <clears throat> and they're playing the Warriors. People might want to come out and see Steph Curry since he's back, I think, tonight. Hmm. Uh, okay. My- so oh, Friday. Sorry. The team announced on Friday that is now 5,000 tickets to break a regular season game, a 10 record, and 8,000 away from reaching the Alamo Dome's capacity of 65,000. So, doing the math, they are at 57, 57,000 for that game currently. Do we know? And they still expect to get enough. Do we know the ticket sales for that? I mean, it's not that important. We'll, we'll find the numbers when they like the prices. Yeah, I'm just. It's just interesting, given how bad the Spurs are, that they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, so like it, it kind of helps to have, and Steph is expected to be back for that game, so that should help too. So, um, I debated for my one thing. I wanted to talk about KD, but then I was like, nah, they didn't really talk about too much with that. Sad for the guy. Uh, seems to happen every year at some point. Something going to take him out for a couple weeks. MCL again this year, so I hope he has a speedy recovery. He gets back quickly. doesn't look like he missed the beat. But my one thing, I just want to double back, and I just want to say, hey, hey, Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> More Marjan, please. <laughs> please, 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 please. Can we have some more Marjan minutes? Again, I don't think the kid's perfect. This is the opposite of the Jordan Love here. He needs to be on the court <laughs> right now for his development to continue at this point. NBA practices are different. They don't even do so much so, you know, during the regular season. But given the age of the Bucks team and the guys who they are seeing to be key contributors, such as Wes Matthews and George Hill and – all these other old guys on the bench. Regular season, let Marjan get some tick. They are. Like, let's be honest. They're old. They're old. they like our age. That's old. <laughs> Think about you trying to go hoop with some 18, some 20-year-olds right now. Like, they got too much energy. And I just, that's all I want to say. I just want just some more Marjan minutes. Because it's like, he gets in the game. He does these flashes. He gets effed up whenever he's playing. He got to go over screens. He just does not go over screens well. But he got quick feet when it's just one-on-one. He does make some. He fouls. He's a rookie. He's going to foul. But he won't get better until he keeps getting those game reps. So, like, regular season, when we have minutes to burn, we don't need Wes out here playing a lot of minutes. We don't need George Hill playing a lot of minutes. Like, just just let Marjan get some tick. Mark in the comments is that Joe Ingles is back to vintage Joe Ingles. I'm not going to go that far. Let's not do Whoa, buddy. He, Whoa, he, he, had a, he had two good games. <laughs> he looked closer to what he what we thought he would be. That's the that's the ticket right there. Uh, but no, I and just want Lamar John. I was say he might be at that stage of his career where it's like, yeah, every every other week he'll have, he'll pop and then the rest of the time he'll kind of kind of chill a little bit. 
Because again, maybe he only wants to play thirty minutes a night. Maybe Marjan could take five of those from him. You know what I mean? I'm just saying he can help out the old guys. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about uh, trade deadline coming up, and like from day to day, like I, I change like what how I want the Bucks to address this roster. Um, I think today I've landed on Jordan Clarkson being my number one, my number one uh, trade target, just because like I think that they need more people that can create their own shot because that offense is garbubu. And I mean, like I get it, but like. I mean, again, like they don't have much to work with as far as like sending out people. So you kind of like it's Jordan Clark or Crowder. I don't want nobody old coming back. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't want no. I'm done with the. Listen, I get, I get, I get the vets. I truly, I trust me. I get it. I get it. I understand. We have enough right now. I think that. In the offseason, yeah, like bring in younger guys, but like during, like when you're making moves for, you know, five months from now, like age matters a little bit less to be at that point because you can always reset the roster at the end of the season. I went to Marquette with Jay. I like Jay. I don't want to see Jay. He's he's rust. He's rested though. Like he ain't played. He ain't played in like eight months. See, I'm. I'm good. Got players go take the rest of the season and get back into regular season position. <laughs> 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 we already got Joe. We already got Chris, who's gonna need to ramp up. Right. Point, so we so. already have all like Joe was working his way back. Chris is gonna be working his way back. I don't need to add Jay and working his way back too. Like we got enough work that we're trying to figure out. Mark mentioned Emmanuel Quigley. If we could get a Knicks player, Quigley would be the one I would want. I know Cam Reddish is the name that is thrown out there because we know he's in the block. Mm-hmm. I, y'all I'm, like him more than me, but I've I've had like Carter, Javon Carter for me is like illustrating like no small guys. Like I don't want any I don't want any little dudes. Like if if we're bringing in people, like I want ideally I want somebody that's big for their position, but at least somebody that's like six four. So like you don't have like little dudes like getting bullied like when they get to the playoffs because it, it then becomes like matchup hunting. So, so what you're saying is you'd rather have Cam Reddish than Emmanuel quickly. Uh, if Cam Reddish is, winds up on his team, he is not playing down the stretch this year. Like no, not they're not year. bringing him in to be like, cause I think Marjan is honestly better than Cam Reddish at this point. Mm. So if they're only playing one of them, like it should be Marjan, which is why I was starting to say is that I think that if you trade Grayson Ford, Jordan Clarkson, like Clarkson becomes your guard off the bench. Like then you can slide Marjan into being your starting two. Like not like he's playing 30 minutes a game, but like just for like that opens up playing time for him. Cause like you can slide him to the two and then still have like that punch off the bench. That's just where I'm at. Um, like Jordan Clarkson was six, five. Yeah. He's bigger than I thought. Okay. Yeah. He's still slight. I think he's under 200 pounds though. So. Great. He looks like. Okay. All right. Um, I think somebody made y'all made comments about the Alamo Dome. Yes. So the Spurs at the Alamo Dome when they played there, they didn't have it set like to seat sixty thousand. Like they still they put up a curtain and like they it's still like a it twenty on. to thirty thousand seizure. Um so the NBA record was played at the Georgia Dome in ninety three between the Bulls and the Hawks and Ooh. 
Ooh. It doesn't give me a number. But tickets started at $10 for his game. Hmm. The Georgia Dome. Yeah, and uh, obviously, you know, Bulls in 93, like you know who was, who was on the marquee for that one, so. That's why I'm trying to look up and see if I can find the rock. Like, that's when I heard 90. I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, I can give you the date. It was November 5th, 1993. Shit, so actually he had retired at that point. Maybe he was – that game was lined No, Jordan played in that game. They say he led all scores with 34 points on the night. Mm. Oh, I'm looking at 98. Yeah. They played in the Jordan on 98. My fault. No, that's what to say. This date in history. Hey, Kane Pittman wrote this article. <laughs> what a <laughs> world. Okay. Well, on the NBA.com, that's what they have. It's November. Oh, sorry. So this is the first game played at the Alamo Dome. Wait, what? Yeah. The, oh, the okay. Pittman. Got it. Right. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. The first ever NBA game played at the Alamo Dome was between the Spurs and the Warriors on November 5th, 1993. The contest between the Bulls and the Hawks took place at the Georgia Dome in '93, according to this. Someone lying here. We'll find. We'll figure this out there. If Kane's lying, I'm gonna definitely tell him to do his face. Like, hey man, I saw the article you wrote. You wrong, bro. But no. Nah. Okay. Any other NBA thoughts before we continue moving? Okay. As mentioned, Kevin Durant is going to be out at least two weeks with the MCL sprain. And uh, Dallas waved Kimball Walker. It was such a such fanfare when he signed there. And we thought, well, some people thought it was going to be big things for Kimball there. What happened? What I missed? You said it thought it was going to be big things. People was, you know, people's opinions and shit. Nothing. Okay. So Kimball's on the market again. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, they, they dog walked TCU in the national championship game. Boy, I was out of there at halftime, and they was already up by, like, 28. And they won 65 to 7. That's ridiculous. It, it was it was bad. Like, Georgia scored, TCU answered. And everybody was like, yeah, see, this is what Michigan didn't do. Michigan didn't fight back right away. TCU scored right away. Then Georgia scored. I was like, okay. And Georgia scored. I was like, damn, y'all punting again? Three and out. Then Georgia scored again. I'm like, bro, they can't Georgia stop these motherfuckers. Then he threw two picks at the end of the half and put them motherfuckers at the 30 yard line. And he threw another touchdown. I was like, oh boy, it's over. I like, that was my cue to go. <laughs> I like, they scored one more damn touchdown. I'm out of here. These motherfuckers got a pick and with like 35 seconds left in a half. Let me ask you this too, because you were watching the national champ. Were you surprised the game went that way, especially after the way that the first weekend of the college football Hell playoff. Yeah, bro, I thought TCU was going to try to put some numbers up or something. Bro, they was on their bumpers. <laughs> Couldn't do nothing. Duggar was out there shook. Duggar was shook, bro. That's like, what I heard. It, 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 it was bad. And then, but you can't do nothing when Georgia wide receivers is, there's nobody within 30 yards of these cats. 20 yards wide open down the field. What? What is the safety? What the safeties? It's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> what? what <happened>? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a lot of. I was watching the game. I'm like, ain't no way, boy. There ain't no nice conversations on that sideline. And Jalen Carter gonna be cold. Jalen Carter, two prospect in the draft. Two marks point. He might be a bear. Yeah. 
He he might because between him and uh old boy in Alabama, uh Will something, I think. Yeah. But the pass rusher. Yeah, I, like I'm the Bears. I'm trading that pick. I think they should trade it. They said they're gonna like, keep all the options open. Like they're yeah. they're not tied. That like they came out. I think uh, today or yesterday they were like, we're not. Why if not? We write, if we're gonna write down. Down. They also said he didn't that, even. Oh, oh. Anderson, there you go. <laughs> well, yeah. They also said that Justin Fields is their quarterback unless they get something that comes across there. They're yeah. gonna stand beside him. <laughs> unless, <No. laughs> unless something crazy that comes their way, but. I mean, bro, you got the number one pick. Y'all could grab Bryce Young. He could run just as – I won't say just as well as Justin Fields, but Bryce Young – He's I'm a better sure thrower, though. He's a way better thrower, but he's still running – I'm almost sure he's around like 4-4, four, 4-5. Four, four, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's the critique that they have in Chicago right now for Justin Fields. They're like – they call him a playmaker. They say mm-hmm. he's a playmaker. He's a playmaker. Like, he can he can move the offense in so many different ways. It's like, but Justin Fields has to get better at throwing the ball. Bryce Young is a thrower of exactly, exactly, and that motherfucker Caruso. Stetson Bennett looked like he was better. He was mixed with Justin Fields and motherfucking Joe Burrow last night. That motherfucker had six touchdowns. I mean, he played like, with like, all five stars, so like it's a little bit. Like Dolph was like, but the way he was moving, I'm like Stetson Bennett was reminding me of Alex Smith. Like we want to talk about Alex Smith. He looked like Alex Smith last night. Alex Smith so was mobile shit. You said what? Oh no. Uh, you're done with your point. Go ahead. Oh, I was like, Mo- Alex Smith was mobile. He was an absolutely fantastic game manager and uh, put the ball where and, and accurate as crap. He was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in NFL history. Like, if you need someone to, I thought that was Aaron was going to be, but God dang it, anyways. Outside <laughs> of the mobility thing. But he, Stetson Bennett kind of looked like that in the game last night. So it was like, but a lot of people probably wrote him off as, because he, he kind of like in the Mac Jones bill, like, they don't really. Yeah, they don't pop off like, oh, man, he's going to be an NFL quarterback. Even Jones, they had like, oh, yeah, we'll give him a shot. And then he started shooting up throughout the offseason up the boards. But at first, Jones really wasn't talking about like that. He's the same thing with Bennett. I think Bennett might have a shot. I know, man. He's 25 years old. 11. You said what? He's 25? I'm hearing some Mr. Roboto. He's 25. I think he said he's 25. Yeah, he's five. Can you hear me now? I'm hearing random numbers coming in. I don't know yeah, what order they're supposed to come in. Mouth wide open, and then they closed. <laughs> Head lean back. Get back. Stevie Wonder lean back. Dude, I hear Wallen. Oh boy. Okay. A 26 year old rookie. Wasn't that um? Can y'all hear me now? Yeah. Uh. Okay. Oklahoma State quarterback that came out. He was like 25. A couple years ago. Brandon Wheaton. Um, yeah, Wheaton. Oh, Tom, you lost it. Is that really who you want to prop up as like a no, <laughs> this dude no, going to be NFL That's another old. It's not unheard old. of. I'm bringing him up as an example. But like, it's not unheard of that he wouldn't be an old rookie. Okay. All right. Well, in other yeah, no, and, and plus, go ahead. Apparently, I have a delay now. Sorry. Uh, I was saying he's also five eleven, so he's small and he's old, and he doesn't have a big arm, like. That's where that's going. It's a little bit easier when everybody wide open. Boy. Georgia said no. Boy. Bro, what? I'd have been defensive coordinator, bro. He 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 should have been in the bathroom. Hey, I went to take a bathroom break. I handed it off to the the, the DB's coach. He was the one calling that play. I ain't called that shit because there ain't no way 
I had nobody in the secondary back. It was three motherfuckers wide open like that. It was it was crazy. It was it was wild. It was just wild. I had to go. Matt, turn that shit off. Clint. <laughs> I got better things on the TV to watch. I was like watching wrestling and shit. <laughs> and some other college football news before we get to wrestling, though. Um, the National Football Foundation announced its 22-member class for 2023. And that group was headlined by Tim Tebow and Reggie Bush. Hey, I was happy when I seen Reggie Bush name on there. I was like, about time, bro. Like, give him some recognition. So give him his trophies back, too. Reggie, I, we like we understand everything that happened with USC. But like Reggie Bush was different. Like one, one of the coldest college running backs. He at the time you was like, bro, this nigga is one of the coldest football players ever. <laughs> Like the way he was looking in college, you're like, no, this nigga finna be, he finna break every record, he finna have every yard, every touchdown. Your your hall your college football hall of fame is invalid if you don't have Tim Tebow and Reggie Bush in it. Like facts. That's that's what the Hall of Fame is made for. It's for those two players. Like those two dudes in college were different. That's why everybody was shocked. Vince Young won that damn game because you had Liner on one side and, and Bush was right behind them, bro. Like oh. they wanted to line you up in the air. And Lindell White mm-hmm. and like I feel like they had pros at receivers. I think uh, was Palomalu on the defense. It was the like, uh, the Cushing, the, the Arlacher, not Arlacher, uh, the Cushing, the Matthews, Matthews, and the hey, my my Luca. Like them three was there was a linebacker trick like. USC had a squad, bro. USC had a squad. Like every couple of years, you get those teams where they just like load up on like everybody. It was like Miami was right before that. Man. Like when you had like Ed Reed and Sean mm-hmm. Taylor and all them come through. And then it was USC. They had their run. Then Alabama had like a decade. And now it's Georgia. Like, was like well, Clemson was just a couple years ago. And now it's Georgia. Like schools just get hot, like in recruiting for a while. Mm. And then you see, yeah, I think that really O2 cool. Miami team might have been the greatest team of all time, though. But yeah, <laughs> man. And then you see, like, those the, the like years later, what makes it even cooler is when, like, some of when those guys hit in the NFL level, too. So you'd be like, dang, like, y'all was really like, they had him, they had him, him, they had him. Y'all on the same. That's how I felt when I first watched the U document, the, the ESPN 30 for 30, the first U, and then they mm-hmm. made the second, the part two with mm-hmm. the, the two early 2000s Miami teams. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, how did y'all have all of these guys on one team? Clinton in Portis, college, third string running back. What? Clinton Portis. <laughs> Frank Gore was like they, he was supposed to be their starter, and he got hurt, and then they put him in Gay, and then he <laughs> went off, and then they had Portis, and then like, right. or like uh, uh, Cam was the backup to Tebow at, at Florida. Like these teams be stacked. Just wild stuff, bro. Just wild stuff. Like even if you get to the NFL level, you think about like the Chargers when they had Michael Turner, uh, fucking uh, it was Michael the Burner Turner. Uh, I was just thinking about the motherfucking running backs. Lost, lost them real quick. But we have teams that have like position or skill players that have you go three deep and you be like, bro, bro, still can start. The third string is still a starter. Pro Bowl level, bro. Darren Sproles. That's what I'm thinking of. But Damian Thompson, Darren Sproles, and Michael Turner. That was ridiculous. 
That was like, with a goddamn thing. I told you, like the the, the Chargers <laughs> are the AFC's version of the Vikings. <laughs> mm. Uh. And just the it, it was ninety eight for the game at the uh, Georgia Dome, so the Spurs website was incorrect. Shout out to Kane Pittman. Look at Kane coming through with the with the fact the facts of racks. Um, where are we? Oh, so actually, we Vince saw that McMahon. game in um, we saw that game in the last dance. But yes, Vince McMahon. Oh, and I saw that he was elected the chairman of the board today too. Yep, so, it all went through. So. Long story short, people, if you have not heard what's happening, Vince McMahon was was oust of his position with WWE because of some uh, accusations of him paying women uh, off for inappropriate relationships. Right? He said he was stepping away. Stephanie came back in the fold. Triple H was taking over creative. Everybody's oh, man, WWE, woo, new. Vince was no longer in charge of creative. And then Vince and then Vince said, Hey, it's been a little too long. I need my my my, my spot back. Vince reinstated himself as a WWE board member, along with two other board members who were also kicked off of the board back in I think he fired. Yeah, 2020. It was the initial scapegoats. They was they was gone. Y'all out of here. He brings them back while he removed three current board members at the time for those three to take those spots. And he did that because he wanted to regain his position as chairman of the board. And as I believe it was Eric just said, they voted him through. He is chairman of the board again. And part of why they probably went through with that vote was because Vince was doing a power play mm-hmm. and his power play is paying off. And that power play comes through the fact that in the SEC filing that came out, it was noted that any media rights that the or company sales must be approved by Vince McMahon, right? So <laughs> Vince was using that power to leverage himself into that chairman position, and he informed the board that he would not approve any kind of deals unless he was chairman of the board. So if y'all want to sell this company, you better put me back in here. Y'all want to negotiate the media rights that are coming to a close pretty soon. You're going to need me here. And uh, it worked. He is back in his position of power. And Stephanie McMahon resigned right after Vince McMahon was named executive chair again. Oh, I didn't even see that part. Yep. Stephanie gone. Stephanie said, I'm out. The press release came out, I think, like two hours, a couple hours ago. Like, I'm not doing this. She said that uh, Nick Khan's an absolutely fantastic co-CEO and that Triple H is a great uh, head of creative and that the WWE is in great hands at the moment. When all the things ensued, she, she like, she just got the opportunity to life. So she like, I stepped away. And then a couple weeks later, I got the opportunity of a lifetime. I took it. Wanted to run the company. Thought it was, you know, it was the dream job. Instead of third, I think it's the greatest company in the world. Cool. Triple H is still there. Head of creative. Nick Khan is still there. Great co-CEO. Company's in good hands moving forward. I'm finna bust these moves because I don't fuck with my daddy. Long story short, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got out of. That's, that's, that's about right. That's what I heard too. Uh, I just it feels and like maybe it, it has more to do with the corporate than the creative because they're claiming that Triple H is still in charge of creative, yeah. which I believe it when I see it, but. Like maybe it is just like strategic corporate stuff that 
he he felt he needed to be back for it because like what happened is like he went to the board privately like a month ago like hey i'm trying to come back and they're like eh, no nah, we good <laughs> we'll review your part of your application later <laughs> <laughs> like like the block is still hot we know about more stuff that's that didn't come to light publicly yeah, that that's the biggest that's we don't want to have to deal with he's like uh no nah, i got some leverage so i'm back fuck what you talking about yeah it's just, it's <laughs> They said that what he has is more damaging to the company that didn't come out than it would be if he actually stayed away. You, it's just I mean, disappointing because like it felt like that it felt like a breath of fresh air. It felt like they were moving in a great direction that you know the fan base who should be the most important people in your calculus like that everybody was on board with. Like they brought back people that we we liked. It seemed like you know ratings for the most part have been on a steady rise up. Like the product has just been better. Yep. He's finally getting sold out again. It seems like again, this could be just me reading into it, but it's like Vince probably thought, you know, they can't do this without me. So they're gonna be begging for me to come back in six months. And like almost universally, like everybody's like, no, nah, we good. Like we like this. <laughs> anyway, and he, his ego, you know, knowing Vince, his ego couldn't take people enjoying things that wasn't, you know, like that he didn't approve of, that it wasn't his doing. So now he's back and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's not a coincidence that he's back at the beginning of WrestleMania season because that oh, is his man. baby. Just in time. Rumble is like two, two and a oh, half. He's going to ruin everything. Yeah. Jenner Mahal just came back tonight. In, in NXT. The NXT? Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what's tonight? Oh, it is the uh, the new year yeah, the, the with the little evil babies. The I don't know what's going on in NXT. I'm Listen, gonna... all I know is like, I know. the little poster, and it's like two little evil devils, and one's a boy and one's a girl, but they're like little baby yeah. devils. It's like, I forget what the, do you know what it's called, Tim? It's like the I New Year's evil. New Year's evil? I think all so. I know is that New Day is the tag team champions. That's all I know. Xavier Woods been hurt. Yeah. Oh, so they're not the champions anymore? Oh, he's still the champions. No, they're champions. <laughs> they're just <laughs> my riding champions right now. Yeah, it's, it, it just it sucks because like I thought we were, you know, that's my bad. But I thought we were done with Vince McMahon, and we're not. Yeah, it's New Year's Evil twenty twenty three. I don't want to wish death on nobody for my entertainment. Ah, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> don't say it. Yeah, let's let's no 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 no. I'm not wishing it on, but I just feel like that's the only way we're gonna get rid of him for good. Is like once he's left this this mortal coil. So it's like. We just gotta live with him until he not living no more. He is he is the embodiment of his on screen character, bro. Vince never goes away. Every ever so every so often, Vince shows up and you be like, "Why are you here, bro?" And he aggravates the shit out of you, and then he disappears, kind of. Then he comes back. <laughs> he <just goes> up. <laughs> right, he lets somebody else be the face for a minute. No, it's my company, damn it. If it wasn't for them damn TV deals, I was telling uh, I forgot who I was talking to, but I was like. Fox gave them a billion dollars. And that's the almost up. Did you have you okay? So I know Timmy probably keeping up on the, like the rumors of who they might sell the company to. I saw mm-hmm. it might be sold to Saudi, to the Saudis. Mm-hmm. I think Could most you, likely is whoever yeah. the parent company is that owns like USA. But mm-hmm. yeah, the whatever Saudi Force Trust or whatever they call it, like, yeah, they're expected to be a bidder. I think Disney is expected. I heard Disney for a while. Disney, Disney buying it is interesting. I they'll probably offer five to ten billion. 
He gonna make. He's going to clean up. They gave them. They gave them just one billion for SmackDown to be that show, and then USA gave them about seven, almost eight. What is WWE worth? And that's why it makes sense for USA's parent company to just buy them because then that's seven hundred million that you don't have to pay. And if they still like, more likely it would just bring everything in house. But even if they wanted to sell off the SmackDown right separately, like that's a billion dollars on top of like not having to pay out. Mm-hmm. Plus, they had the board seats too, so it was like they Vince sold his soul in essence, his corporate soul when he took the money from both the companies because he kind of he was even though he was clearly like, not if he's still strong arming the good <laughs> board. Well, he's, he's still a main, he's still a big shareholder. Like he's man, Mr. Burns shareholder yeah. for the company. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if they don't have, he has, he still has most of the voting power. So, like, even if he gave them seats, like, they don't mean shit. They still gonna do whatever he wants them to do anyway. Just to wrap this up, Google says that WWE is worth any guesses before I say the the number here. Two fifty. Two fifty what? Million. Billion. I'm sorry, not million. Billion. That's a lot. <laughs> hey. Like <laughs> Lakers only worth six million. Like yeah. we had an NBA team sell for two, probably the Bucks might sell just half the squad for about nine. But bro, you said two hundred and fifty. You didn't say <laughs> okay. I'll give you twenty billion. I still like that's aggressive. Uh, I don't know four bill. Air's closer. They're worth six point seven billion dollars. That's a lot of fucking money, bro. If man, if they was worth two hundred and fifty, only time. people gonna buy that is. Hey. Hey, because like Disney bought, and like obviously they made a killing on this deal, but I think no, I'm complaining too. But like they spent four billion for uh, Lucas Films, like to buy Star Wars essentially. So and that whole little universe, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, they 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 cashing out like, and they spent that money and they want their chance. That's why Roman, that's all like that's why they unified the titles because they USA wanted them, and and uh, Fox when they both like, hey, we paid you, bro. We need the champ. Mm-hmm. All right, give them both up. Which is which I get when you're on two competing networks, it's like, no, we want we paid you this. Like, all right, we got two belts. No, no, we want him. We want that one. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> like CM Punk when they had the new one. Uh-uh. I want this one. <laughs> I want this belt. I'm surprised, no I want this. I'm surprised it took them this long to figure that out. Cause like uh, he's always said like competition is what's best for business, essentially. Like that's why they did the brand split in the first place. So mm-hmm. like to play them off of each other, like only raises the value up. So like just having everything on USA or whatever, like their parent company was for all those years, it's kind of like, yeah, of course, like your value is going to explode once you separate the two out. And it's actually two different entities. Cause then like, it just makes your product hotter because like they're fighting over it. Hmm. And I feel like that's probably why they wanted to push NXT as the third brand to try to catch that third TV deal money type shit. You know what I mean? I think that was just a bone in the USA. Like, hey, you know, you lose SmackDown, but like, we'll give you another show for it. That's All right. Let's wrap this up. Money in the Bank WWE pay per view will be in London, England for the first time July 1st this year. Are we taking a trip? <laughs> That's ambitious if I'm also trying to do Summer League, which is really seeming like a pot, like a Summer League's going to happen this year. The Packers play in Vegas next year. Oh, they just yeah, released their they released the well, their opponents. Mm-hmm. You just don't know when they're in Vegas at this point. Mm-hmm. It does matter. I was about to say, does it matter? No, it does. Because you could you imagine if it's like a December game? It's, oh, we go to Vegas in December. Hell yeah! I would be- 
I'm making that trip. I want to see that stadium too. Like I really just want to see the the Raiders stadium. I want. Did y'all see that? Uh, uh, Davis was complaining about that. He's like, oh, there are way too many opposing fans in the stadium. It's like, yeah, you moved the team to Vegas. Like that was part of the selling point was that people will travel to see their teams there. Like most of the people there are transplants, anyways. <laughs> so, man. They ain't cheering for the Raiders either. Cheering for the team that they always grew up with. You just didn't know it. They live it all time. Carlos Correa, that saga has come to a close now. For right now. We think. No, he signed no, another no. deal now. At first. <laughs> so they already know whatever medical issue he got, they cool. He went out and got his own money. And now what did that bring you? Like Daniel said, back to me. <laughs> his first years. deal was with the Giants, right? And then he signed with the Mets, and then now it's the With the Twins. twins. Six years, two hundred million dollars, and then, so that injury uh, must not be that bad because like everybody was still like willing to talk. You know, one hundred fifteen million. <laughs> I, but I mean, I'm saying like he still got two hundred million, so like yeah, he lost money, but like it must not be won. that bad to where it's like because if it was like a career ender, like you wouldn't imagine like people still be willing to. Chris throw Paul away. was having degenerative knees, and they still giving up two, three first. <laughs> it was <laughs> two, three first round picks for this thing for years. If you're that cold, you're that cold. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and other baseball news to end this out. The Dodgers uh, uh, designated for assignment Trevor Bauer for assignment. So now he is eligible to return from suspension immediately. And the Dodgers yeah, so he's a free agent now. Yeah, they're going to eat uh, the $22.5 million left on his contract. I'm curious to know if somebody, if somebody might pick him up. Or they might they might not. We'll see. But Trevor Bauer is another one of those uber-talented, as you can tell by his contract, players. But nah, bro. Terrible human being. Yeah, nah, bro. That's why I'm, I'm kind of – Is baseball like, – Again, like – I. I would like to think that there's a line just because of like public outcry, but again, the Browns giving Deshaun Watson 250 million while he was still under investigation. But that's that's in the front. It's rich people. I mean, look at Dana White. We saw a video of him punching his punching his wife, and no one's Bruh. talking about it. Bruh. Like, no, what why? I think I saw someone from ESPN tweet out like they they were told like they can't they're not supposed mm. to like comment too much on it. Yeah, because ESPN's in bed with UFC, mm. so like that's money, man. You talking billions, bro? <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm. Mm. Eric, I saw that you put uh, Tank Davis down here as a blow to whistle. Is this an old blow to whistle? Or did you have you wanted to? Uh, I can, I can hit it real quick. Um, that's what he said. That's that's what my blow the whistle is on. Like that man was just arrested for domestic violence two weeks ago, right before the fight. Very yeah. Yeah, right before the fight. Damn. And like, I don't follow boxing. Like, I know his name, but like the first knowledge I ever had of dude was because he had a, a video go viral of him like choking up a woman in a public setting, like. We know what these people are, and yet if they can make a dollar for somebody, they're gonna get keep getting to do whatever they whatever they want to do, regardless of how many times it pops up until like they aren't useful to people, and then you want to have like your come to Jesus moment, like oh yeah, you know it's terrible. 
terrible what this person did. Like Antonio Brown, like he finally wore out his welcome in the NFL once he wasn't producing on the field anymore. Like people were willing to make excuses for him, willing to apologize for him, willing to, oh, you know, we're just going to give him another chance to boot. Like, no, you're not giving him another chance to become a better person. You're doing, <laughs> you're bringing in a very talented person that can help you win and make, make you some more money. Um, and like Tank Davis is just another example of that in the boxing world. Mind you, the biggest boxer of the century, also like a multi-time, you know, uh, accused domestic violence perpetrator. So that that's just where we are as a society, and it's just it it sucks. And yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, and in case anybody was curious as to why that fight still took place with those allegations, it is because the woman who accused him of doing so retracted her statements. Uh, right before the fight, like a week or so before the fight. Cause the incident happened right after Christmas. So mm-hmm. we're talking about a two week window, like pretty much in between when the incident happened and then when the fight took place. Yep. And so that is why the fight happened in case anybody was curious. Which is really like, again, like it's a trained world-class yeah. boxer, like putting his hands on a woman. But still, people shell out money to go watch him beat on men. Like, what 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 message are we sending? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Only thing I do know is this show is over. <laughs> it is time to eat. It is time to get ready for the rest of the week, I guess. We appreciate y'all for tuning in, uh, supporting the show. Appreciate everybody who jumped into the comments on YouTube and was part of the show live. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back at it next week. If you want to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter, Instagram, Apple Music, and these 2K PSN streets at Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E. Why? Because that's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> I almost got it, y'all. Um, was it at Bucks Burner on Twitter? That's all y'all get. That's all y'all get. Let me see. Can't hear. So right. you know, this one his field will go in here. Uh, K Harris two sixteen on Snapchat and Twitter. Yeah. I think everyday underscore, everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ask Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's the end of a long ass day, bro. Man. Y'all be easy. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>